We're talking about joy today, and we're going to look at Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to read starting at verse 3 through 13. You please follow along with me, or actually through 11. We'll stop at 11. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day in Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And now I want to go to chapter 4 of Philippians. Familiar verse starting at verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Join me in prayer. Dear precious Father, I thank you for these words that Paul wrote to the Philippians. Lord, the encouragement that he uh, just imbues in his word for them to have joy. Joy because of the Son of God. Joy because of you that blesses, cares. Joy because of each other. How we watch over each other and help each other to accomplish the task before us. Father, we ask that you would join with us today and Help us to find that joy deep within and the strength that it gives. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are talking about joy today. We lit the joy candle of the uh, Advent wreath. And joy is a, is a deep emotion. And it transcends our current situation. Happiness is a momentary state. We're happy when things go right. We're happy when we get all green lights. We're happy when we're speeding and the trooper doesn't see us. We're, we're happy when things go our way. And then we're unhappy when things don't go our way and the trooper pulls us over. Not that that ever happens to any of us. But happiness is transient. It is dependent on circumstances, but that joy abides deep and joy sees us through the hard times of life and we all face hard times. We all have loss in our life, loss of a job perhaps, loss of a loved one, loss of our health, loss of what we used to be able to do that we can't do anymore. That's a big loss there. But joy can see us through. But for joy to be in effect, it must be rooted rested in someone or something 
that is greater than our circumstances. Joy cannot be rooted in us. We're not able to sustain that emotion, that overcoming through all the situations. We are not able to sustain ourselves in the face of turmoil or tribulation. Like so, financial standing, power, nor position are able to provide joy in the face of mounting trouble. So we ask this question, where do we find this foundation that gives our joy strength in the good times and bad? We have a, I have a video clip I want to show you today. It's rather long. I, I put extra in there so that we could really try to get the feeling of what is occurring in this little town. It's the movie is from Pollyanna from 1960, a Disney movie, one of my favorites. Haley Mills' first movie, if you know who Haley Mills is. And she is a missionary's daughter who has become an orphan. Her parents were, they don't really tell the story in the movie, but they're gone. And rather than have to go to an orphanage, her Aunt Polly takes her in. Aunt Polly is, is a hard person. And she's the wealthy person in town and she has her hands into everything. And Pollyanna comes, even though she came from a poor background, her parents didn't have much, she has a deep joy and pervading happiness. And she talks about it in this clip as you watch. The key part of that was what she pointed out about what her father said about there being 800 references of joy or gladness, rejoicing in the Bible. And it made him start thinking about that and that phrase of looking for the bad in others, you're going to find it, look for the good, you find that. One of the things it tells us is that changing how we look at things is a decision we have to make to decide to experience joy, to decide to look for the good in people, to decide what is right and to do what is right. Like the pastor, he later in the movie refers to their conversation and tells Pollyanna she's wrong, that there are actually more passages than she told him. I pulled out my handy dandy Strong's Concordance and counted up the words relating to joy, gladness, rejoice, praise. And I found there were over 1,080 verses relating to those four words. And the logic of that child, the logic of that father is very simple, but very poignant. Again, <laughs> if God thought in his scripture that it was important enough to say something like that to remind us to have joy, over 800, 1,000 times, it must be important to him. He must mean for us to, to take that into our lives. And so we then decide what to do with that logic, with that truth. And so we, we ask, we look at this, and we have to think, it's easy to moan and groan, 
It's easy to talk about, to focus on the problems. It's, it's not hard at all because there are so many and they're so evident. They, they hit us in the face constantly. But we can have joy through all that. And part of what we experience at this time of year is joy. Joy of fellowship with others. Joy of seeing the children. Uh, some of our choir members for the first time got to see our children sing Away in a Manger that they're going to sing tonight as part of the cantata. Mark's been rehearsing with them for about a month now. And it just moved this one person who turned to me and talk, told me we can just stop right there. Just the children singing that song. The joy it evokes. And those things are happening this time of year. But we do have to choose to embrace it. We do have to choose to live in that joy and to understand that we have a Father who loves us. That even though we endure these problems, we can rest in Him because He knows what we're going through. He knows the challenges. He knows our aches and pains. And we don't have to carry that load ourselves. We can have joy, not happiness. I'm not happy when I wake up in the morning and my legs don't want to move me or my back's aching or any unknown problems that you can probably relate to. I'm not happy when the car has uh, problems uh, running, needs repair. I'm not happy when I've got bills due and I don't know how I'm going to do them, how I'm going to pay them, but I can have joy through all of that because I have a father who says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I have the promise in Psalm of a brother, of a of one who sticks closer than a brother. Jesus is our brother in faith. He's right there with us. And we can know while we can feel alone, we can know we're not alone. While we can feel abandoned, we can know we're not abandoned. While we can feel forgotten, we can know we're remembered because we have that kind of a God who loved us. And Paul talked about that at just the right time, while we were still lost in sin, Christ came to redeem us. We weren't even thinking about our redemption. We weren't even thinking about our need for salvation. But God was thinking of us through that whole time and waiting for just the right time for Jesus to appear on the scene to do what was necessary for us to not only have salvation, but to have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to enable us to see through these things. And so, yes, we have trials, we have tribulations, we have hard times, we have illness, but we have one who holds us in the palm of his hand. And we have one that says, Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And we can rest in him, and we can take joy in all of these things. It, uh, it doesn't mean we can quit pushing forward. It doesn't mean we can not have to continue to move forward. But it means we have one who sustains us. 
we all know the uh, story of the footprints in the sand, and we've seen that picture. And the story goes that walking along and the person sees footprints beside them, but then they disappear for a while. In the hardest times, in the biggest troubles, they don't see the other footprints. When they get to the other side, the footprints appear again. And they ask, Lord, where were you when I had so much trouble? I didn't see you. And the answer comes, that's because I was carrying you. We have that kind of a God. And so as we are in this Christmas season, it's not just the cuteness of the baby that we rejoice in. It's not just the manger scene. It's not just the, the, the thoughts of giving gifts and receiving gifts. But our joy is there because that baby born in a manger was a warrior, is a warrior, interceding at the Father's right side on your behalf. As you know Him, as you walk with Him, as you are one of His, He's there beside the Father saying, I know Him, God. He's one of ours. Hear His prayer. And we can have that knowledge. Our baby that is in that manger now that we celebrate is a warrior. And that warrior faced torture, sin, and death on the cross. He defeated Satan for our sake. He freed us from the bondage of sin. He's given us life eternal so that as we face leaving this earthly soil, we have a place of hope. We have the promise of healing, of no more pain, no more sorrow. That's what He gave us at this Christmas season. That's what the baby did for us. He brought us joy when times are tough. And we can remember that if we'll choose to. We can ooh and ah at the baby born in the manger to two simple human parents who didn't ask to be put in that position. But we can rest day and night because that baby is God Almighty. And He sees and knows the way we have trod. We have joy because the footprints in the sand that carry us when the road is too difficult. And because He goes alongside and accomplishes, accompanies us from every good, bad deed. This holiday season, you're going to be hustling and bustling and rushing around. It's a busy, busy season. There'll be those times of joy, hopefully. But part of that comes from embracing it. Even as we sit with family, and family can be challenging, am I right? We can enjoy the fellowship. We can enjoy that we can be with family. That they're still here, those of you who have them. And we can have joy in remembering some who have gone on, the influences they've had on our lives. If we look for it, we can find joy through the eyes of the Father. We can find joy. We can find strength. And so that's our message today, is rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. I encourage you to come tonight. It's going to be a joyous time. There are great songs. There's a great message. And we're doing our best to present it well. 
Afterwards, there'll be a great time of joy as we celebrate and fellowship, greeting each other. Uh, Santa's gonna come, be here for the kids. Uh, we'll be able to take pictures. It's just gonna be a great celebration. Next Sunday, Christmas Eve, we'll be here to light the Christ candle and to think on Jesus Christ. And then to give you a, a, uh, a look ahead on the 31st, on New Year's Eve, the last Sunday of the month, Mark is working up having a hymn sing. Not going not gonna to have a lot of preaching time. I might say a devotional. But we're just going to have a time singing praises. You're going to be able to sing what you want. You'll be able to ask. It'll be a time of fellowship and joy. Not a time to say, well, it's not regular church. I think I'll skip. No. Come. We're going to take the Sunday school hour to have some pastries together, muffins, whatever we bring, to sit as a family of Christ, spending time with each other that we don't have, and just rejoicing in the goodness of God. So we have a couple of more Sundays. My encouragement is, let's embrace the joy of Jesus Christ and focus on that. Stand with me as I pray and we prepare to sing.